You're listening to the Stag Sports Network Podcast, only on FairfieldStags.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this Stag Sports Network podcast special. I'm JJ Duke. Hope you all are doing well at home and have been enjoying your summer thus far. Over the next couple of weeks or so, we're going to be gearing up for the fall sports season by previewing each of Fairfield's fall sports teams by having chats with each team's coaches and some of the players from the squads uh, to give us a little bit of insight in how preseason has been going, some takeaways from last year, get to know a little bit more about the squad, including some of the fresh faces that we've got coming to town here this year, and then discuss the schedule and much more. So today's show is going to be featuring Fairfield men's soccer. I'm happy to sit down now with the head coach of the Stags. That's Carl Reese. Carl, always a pleasure to chat with you. How have you been? I've been great. Thanks, JJ. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. Very happy that we're talking about the season in the traditional time of August and not to be discussing this back in uh, March or February when it's absolutely frigid out. I'm happy that we're going to show up to our first game and hopefully, you know, it's going to be some decent weather out there. But um, at the time of recording, your group is in the second week of preseason. Um, obviously, it's kind of the dog days of summer out there. So how has the group been getting on thus far? The group's in high spirits. Um, had a productive first week, got that under our belts, no major injuries. Um, New guys meshing with the, you know, with the returnees. Um, it's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying it. I, it. You know, we trained again this morning. We'll go again this afternoon. And the boys were in high spirits again uh, this morning. So, so far, so good. Yeah, you know, it's the curious one, right, where we come off of a season last year where you had to ramp it up real quickly. It was a spring season, something that, you know, the fall teams usually have, but a non-competitive season, you had to go. And then you have the summer break. And then you go again. So what has that been like for yourself, the rest of your technical staff, and maybe talking with some of the people in you know the sports science and medicine department to make sure that everybody is still fresh and fit heading into this fall season? Mm-hmm. I think we learn a lot. Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, communication, quite honestly, between all the different factions of the athletic departments was key um, in ensuring the health and safety of the student athletes and the coaches and the staff, et cetera. Um, personally, I like it. Um, the fact that we're back, back out in the field, you know, it's something that division one, uh, men's soccer coaches have pushed for, for a long time doing a, you know, a, a winter season, a slight break, and then continuing with that season in the spring. So, um, it's a little bit of a dummy run, a little bit different under, you know, obviously extreme circumstances, but, uh, yeah, it's good. The more time on the, on the, on the pitch, the better, you know, well, that's what, that's why I came into this profession and, you know, obviously the players, they, they love being out there. So the more football, the better for me. Of course, which also brings kind of the interesting one where I noticed a, a lot of your players ended up playing in various leagues throughout the summer as well. Um, I know I'm going to be talking with Cormac Pike in a little bit, and he played in USL League Two. So I'm curious, what were some of those conversations like to not only just say, hey, guys, go out, get some more match fitness out there, but making sure that they're playing in the right leagues that have good standards to keep themselves going into this fall season? Yeah, it's very important. Um, it's a double-edged sword. There's, there's a greater risk of injury, but the guys maintain their fitness levels and their sharpness. Um, the modern day footballer these days is playing year round just because the amount of finance that's involved in, in the top Premier Leagues around the world. Um, even the academies are now, the, the duration of their season is extremely long. So, um, you know, on the one hand, the college soccer season being jammed into just one semester 
is is the anomaly. You know what I mean? The, the rest of the world is playing. And so in terms of player development and player fitness and player understanding and team um, tactics and, and knowledge, overall knowledge of the game, I think it's to their benefit. You're right. The, the whatever league they're playing in is, is crucial. And also what, you know, the franchise within that league is, you know, the organizational skills, the, the quality of the training, you know, all, all, all the obvious things that, that you know, that, that lend themselves to these guys coming back, being in better shape than when they left. Of course. I'm curious, are there any standout performances uh, from some of your boys in summer leagues that you like to talk about? Um, I mean, John Philippe had, had, a, had a great season, you know, off season, and he's looked really sharp. You know, it, within the games in training, he's got a hat trick this morning in training, um, which is always great. You know, um, he's one of those guys that he's just, you know, uh, you know, I'm sure he goes to bed with a football. You know, he's like one of those guys. He's really he's just at it all the time, which is great to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And I'm looking at your roster for this season now. You know, there is a bit of an elephant in the room where you did graduate a lot of players and a number of players that were first names on the team sheet every time that you took to the field. But you mentioned a guy like John Philippe. You have a couple other that are coming back for their grad season. I'd mentioned Cormac Pike is going to be another one of those guys that are going to be key in the back. And you do have some forwards that had a very good spring seasons as well and were putting the ball in the back of the net. Are you happy with um, how the returners came into camp and just the way that they've kind of taken the lead as being those leaders on the field? Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Cormac there straight away. I mean, his his leadership in the spring, you know, he real really stepped to the fore, and um, he's 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 a natural leader. He's a very vocal leader. You know, some some guys lead by example, um, others are more vocal, and he's one of the vote on the vote. Well, he does a bit of both. You know, he scores important goals in big games from a defensive position. And, and we played him centrally at the back. Um, so he has a lot of influence. He's, the game, the majority of the game is, is played in front of him. Um, so he can direct and cajole and encourage from that, from that central position. So yeah. Uh, Nadav's army is another guy who's, you know, morphed into a leader. He's come back for a graduate year. So he's, you know, got a lot of experience under his belt, a local guy. Um, I know the guys were all down at uh, his house on the weekend, you know, in the pool, which is, must be nice, nice for some. So, they, yeah, they, they had, got, had to get together uh, down there. So, yeah, I've been very pleased, you know, and uh, it's it, like I said, it's high, it's a lot of high spirits. You know, it's a, it's a it's a fun, healthy, happy group right now, which is tremendous, you know. Yeah. And also coming off of a spring season where your group got a, postseason result i know it's been a couple of seasons since the last time the group stepped off the field as winners in the mac in 2017 but you went down to a tough field tough conditions st peter's grinded out a result you gave quinnipiac a real good go at their place in the semifinals. so i know obviously not getting to the end goal lifting a trophy but still having some success at the end of the season that has to lead yourself into a little bit of confidence knowing that, Hey, we did it before we can go ahead and do it again this time around. Yeah. I mean, we, we won in 2016 and then in 2017. Um, so, you know, with the, with the wacky 2018 season, then you're into 2019 disappointed with our performance overall last year it has to be said. I mean, we missed out on a tiebreaker to making the playoffs, but uh, expectations are such that, um, you know, we fully expect to be in the mix again each year. You know, it's 11 finals and 
24 years or something like that. So, yeah, yeah, you know, we're going to be in the mix. And the one goal difference uh, up at Quinnipiac, you know, I don't know if you you were there, but we also hit the crossbar, comes down on the line, bounces out. These are the small margins, but credit Quinnipiac, they were better than us uh, initially in the game, but I thought that we grew into it. So we'll take it game by game, but the foundation has been laid over many, many, many years. And so uh, with the additional, uh, the, the incoming guys, um, based on the solid foundation that we have, you know, whatever, cautiously optimistic, I guess, is what you could say. Yeah, so these incoming players, you do have a couple of veteran players, the transfers that you brought in, have some youngsters coming in. Um, anybody that fans should be expecting to see, whether first names, early names on the team sheet, or guys that might be able to push some of your starters to get some minutes uh, throughout the year? Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, uh, we've got a, a, a young man, uh, Ricardo Ayafreiti, who's a transfer from Albany. Um, very charis- charismatic guy, uh, good leadership qualities, um, a big-time kind of team player, um, good-for-morale guy, central defender, can play as a right-back or as a central defender, or even maybe as a, as a, as a six, um, in the, as a holding midfield player. Uh, Mark Tirado um, is, a, you know, a, a transfer from Tyler Community College, which has a great soccer tradition. Um, he can play as a defensive midfielder. You know, he's going to certainly push for a starting position. So two off the right, off the top of my head, right there. And then incoming freshmen. You know, we don't we don't differentiate between age or you know where you came from or what your soccer resume says. It's who's doing it. On, on a daily basis in training, so uh, we expect some some freshmen to break in as well. Definitely look forward to seeing that. And the other thing that I think a lot of people, including the players, are looking forward to seeing is uh, a chance to play games in the build-up to league schedule. Non-conference games are back. And, Carl, I'm looking at your schedule right now, and I appreciate and love the demanding schedule that you put together. But how the concept of what it shapes up to be, preparing you for league play, I think it could be a really, really good test. And for those that haven't seen it, obviously go to fairfieldstags.com, but it's Albany away. Then you have Yale, Army West Point home around Labor Day. You've got Stony Brook and Princeton away, and then Hartford right before league play begins. I mean, those are six tough teams that usually you'd find a bunch of those teams playing in NCAA tournament games. So I mean, they always say every league game is a cup final, but basically you got six more cup finals to go before you even get to your own league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, and a lot of good coaches involved coaching those teams as well. A lot of experienced coaches. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we do it for a reason. Um, we think it's more beneficial for us to find out more about ourselves prior to league play than it is going into league play with a 5-0 and record. You know what I mean? So, um We'll focus on performance and then and that will continue throughout the league play. And, you know, typically good performances um, lead to lead to more victories. So it is it is a challenge, though. Don't get me wrong. You know, it seems like a good idea at the time. But I think that, you know, they'll, they'll be, they'll, you know, they won't be uh, overlooking us by any means. So, you know, no, for sure. Well, again, for those that want to 
make sure to check out when Fairfield men's soccer are going to be home in action or on the road. Just go to fairfieldstags.com. And uh, lastly, I don't think we can do any sort of Fairfield men's soccer content these days without at least a catch up or reaction and what Matt Turner has been doing lately, because my goodness, has this man been on form at the moment? And for those who have been under a rock, perhaps, and not seeing what our Fairfield alum is doing, just won the gold cup with the U S men's national team voted the tournament's best goalkeeper, new England revolution lead MLS at time of recording. Things have been skyrocketing in all the right ways for Matt Turner. And boy, I'm looking forward. I mean, the last few months have been great. I can't wait for the next 18 months or so, because lest everyone forget, we have a winter world cup coming next year, but world cup qualifiers. I think we could be seeing Turner amongst the team sheet for a few of those games. I hope so. I mean, it's just an incredible story, isn't it? I mean, you know, most, I'm sure most of the listeners are familiar with, you know, he came from as a walk-on, you know, to, you know, helping us achieve the best goals against uh, average in the whole country in Division One soccer. Um, and then New England, you know, obviously, and then it's got just skyrocket, uh, um, you know, you know, he's throwing a baseball, you know, you know the opening pitch out <laughs> for the Red Sox, right? And he's you know? got an absolute cannon for an arm as well. Let's talk about that for a second. Natural motion. You know, is there anything the guy can't do? You know, I I said on another, uh, whatever, another show that, um, you know, he's the type of guy with his demeanor, his academic presence. He's well-mannered. He's a humble guy. You know, he could run for mayor of Boston, this guy. You could, you could honestly see him, you know. Whatever, in some kind of political position, but it, he's a credit to the program, credit to his family, um, and obviously credit to uh, the university. Yeah, absolutely. Just cannot wait to see uh, him. Hopefully, you know, down and uh, those are not going to be some easy games in World Cup qualifying starting next month. But uh, hopefully, we see him on Greg Berhalter's team real soon. So, anyways, Carl, appreciate you taking a few minutes to chat with us. Good luck in the rest of your preseason tune-ups, and we'll uh, see you all out there in a couple of weeks. My pleasure, Jay. Thank you. Absolutely. So stay tuned here in the Stag Sports Network as coming up in just a matter of moments, we'll be sitting down with Cormac Pike, a member of the Fairfield men's soccer team, to hear his thoughts about how preseason is going so far and the buildup to the fall 2021 season. Everybody, welcome back to this Stag Sports Network Fall Sports Preview podcast. I'm happy to be joined now on the show with Cormac Pike, who is a senior on the Fairfield men's soccer team. And Cormac, first off, thanks for joining us. And, you know, let's kind of just dive right into it. How's preseason been going for you guys thus far? We're kind of checking in a little over a week into preseason. So I know this is kind of the hard grafting part of it, but how's it been thus far? Yeah, speaking like you said, we've been here for a week now. Um, you know, we've had our first preseason game. We've got a couple coming up this week. Um, coming, you know, it's yeah, like you said, it's the hard, it's the hardest probably week of the whole season for us. Double sessions most days, getting kind of getting our touch back on the ball, getting that fitness back. But you know, the boys have come in really fit this year, which is great, which makes it easier to, you know, concentrate more on playing with the ball uh, and getting back to speed on that. What's been the biggest difference uh, between that? this last preseason, the spring season, if you will, where you guys really had to ramp up in quick succession, then dive right into a league play, as opposed to, you know, this is what your third go about of a regular preseason where you get to have these hard miles put in, but it's not as quick getting into it. So is that the biggest difference or have there been some other ones for you? 
I think one of the biggest things I've always said is that preseason is the time where you get to bond with the team. Um, it's the best time of the year. It's a good month where you've got no other distractions apart from 30 or so guys all together, spending all the time together, training all the time, you know, doing a team bonding activities. It's, um, and I think that, that, you know, compared to last in the spring, is you, you miss that definitely. And for the boys that were new last year, I uh, kept on saying, you know, just wait till preseason and you'll get to know, you know, I got to know the boys from last year even more um, in this preseason. And I think that only benefits the team when you're on the pitch. If you know who you, you know the guys better as people, then it's always going to correspond to playing better on the pitch together. Yeah, and I mean, you know, last year we obviously made the best of it, right? Where you do as much yeah. as you could over Zoom, just whenever you had the chance to be with each other, you kind of cherish those moments. But now, as you said, you're basically in and amongst each other for this period of time. So what have those bonding experiences been like? I know it's obviously not been long since you guys been together, but have there been like some moments where you guys have been able to maybe get off the field and get to know your team better? Yeah, you know, we do various things as a team together in the evening. Um, you know, as much as we spend a lot of time training, there's only so many hours in the day that you can spend training. So a lot of the time we're all in this dorm together, you know, playing cards in the evening, a couple, you know, tasks to get to know each other, this, that and the other. We go and get food a couple of times in the evening together. It's just little things like that and just spending time with people, especially that you're not going to. So, for example, I'm going to be living with seniors, fellow seniors this year. So I'm, it's getting to know people that I'm not going to be living with this year and spending a lot of time with um, off the pitch, particularly because I'm not living with them. But you get to spend this whole month period, you know, in, in amongst each other, um, you know, like getting to know each other's characters and just having a good time. And obviously it must help because on the day that we're recording, we've just had the first weekend of the Premier League and all the major European leagues. So yeah. you guys have that little extra to talk about to fill in the time, right? Yeah, exactly. A little bit of banter flying around. Um, you know, as a United fan myself, it was it was good to see City lose on the weekend. Um, well, so you know, we've got a couple of City players in the team, which um, which helps with the banter on my side of things. Yeah. Well, either that or just demolishing Leeds five one. So I mean, you take the exactly. Wins as well. um, of, yeah, either one of them you can choose from. Yeah. For sure. Now, last season, obviously, it was kind of the, the strange season, right? The spring season, playing yeah. just league games only, but. What I loved watching, especially from distance, is how much the group came together over that back half of the season. And it looked like everybody, it was so tough to try to find the page that worked best for you guys. But it seemed like the back four plus goalkeeper really locked in. And you know, there was that one moment, the one game, the quarterfinal game against St. Peter's, where you and I discussed um, before on previous Stack Sports Network, content that it was horrendous conditions just a poor field to be on but it looked like everybody played for one played for each other and those little moments truly you know they can probably help you guys going forward right yeah it's um there's a big difference between having a good team with good players to having a winning team um and you know obviously it didn't fall away last year but you know in that quarter final was one of the one of the um one of the few games where you know, I think we've got a team here that's serious and we really wanted to win. Um, obviously, it didn't fall for us well in the semi-final. Um, but, you know, you, when you've got to reflect on what happened last year and this group seems very hungry. You know, with lots of our players that have been here for a while have gone for a bit of hardship, losing in a couple of semi-finals. Um, you know, I feel like everyone's very hungry to get after it with a proper full season. Um, so, you know, you've got to use those things, those knockdowns to benefit the team, uh, teach the new boys what it's all about and then build that winning mentality. 
Yeah, and you're right. I mean, looking at this league as a whole, and I was kind of doing a, a dive into what the league could look like this year. The MAC usually puts out a decent standard, but looking across this league, you obviously got the winners from this past spring in Monmouth who won a game in the NCAA tournament. Get the likes of Fairfield, Quinnipiac, Ryder, St. Peter's, Iona, Maris, all good clubs this year. You really have to grasp that winning mentality right from the get-go because the team that probably gets through this league this year definitely earned it. Yeah, the um, yeah, it's it's uh, it's this is the way that the the college soccer out here is set up. Is you can't you can do as well as you want in the regular season, but when you get to those playoff games, you've really got to be on it. Um, you know, and and like you said, there's three or four or five teams in here that are all very competitive and I think the Mac has definitely grown in that standard um, since I've been here especially that you know previous years there's probably been maybe one or two teams that we're looking at whereas now it's there's a whole bunch of them um, that we've got to look out for and that only raises our game raises our standards that we know that we have to be that little bit more better than, than maybe in previous years. So what's been some of the conversations between perhaps yourself and that senior leadership class and some of the new boys that are coming in, whether it's the freshmen or I know you have a, a couple of transfers that came into the squad as well to kind of get them right on the same page at the same time. So what is what have those chats been like? It's, it's just a lot about focus. I think that, you know, like you said about some of the graduates coming in, some older boys that have maybe played soccer a lot longer than maybe freshmen have or 18. We've got a couple of 24, 25 year olds. And that brings experience, that brings like a focus, that brings like a, uh, a hunger to win. Um, and like, yeah, like you said, it's like the senior boys and, you know, it doesn't even have to be senior boys. There's kids that are freshmen having these conversations. They're like, you know, asking me about how, like, you know, what's the best way to play? How do we, how do we win? How, how do we get the best out of situations? Um, and like it's early days, it's only our first week, but, you know, you know our first preseason game. We still want to win. We're, every game we go into, we want to win. And that, you know, that's a great feeling when you have that in a camp and in a team. So, so it's looking I, positive. Yeah, for sure. Um, taking it off the field a little bit, you and I were chatting before uh, we came on to record this. And you did spend your summer out here in the States. So what was that like just having a chance to maybe explore a little bit of the U.S.? Obviously still pandemic happening, but a chance to kind of get out and do some things that you weren't able to do. Yeah, so, you know, in Europe, it's it's hard to play um, soccer in the summer um, because of uh, because the season usually runs through August through, you know, May time. So that's one of the best things about America. For, you know, when you're a college student is you can go straight off that. That's well, the spring season that we had. And I could get straight back after it playing playing soccer to a decent standard. And then, you know, I've come and come and feeling fresh. And I know a lot of the boys have done the same. Um, you know, it was a great opportunity for me to have experiences over here, see different places spend a bit of time here that I lost probably during COVID. So it was, it was a good experience. Obviously something that was happening back in your home nation of England as well was a little thing called the European championships. And I know <laughs> that was a continental wide thing. And while it's a little bit of a, a gutting blow to see England lose in the final on pens to Italy, but that must've just been a blast to have been able to follow that team from start to finish. Yeah. The, um, you know, the following of European football is quite strong over here in the States as well. So that was great to be able to share it with lots of people. Um, you know, the whole journey for an England fan, we haven't kind of had that long journey. We did well in the World Cup and came to the semis, but to get to a final was, you know, was pretty special. And then the whole experience of the final, even though, you know, the hardship of losing on penalties, it was, it was a great whole experience to have that um, for the Euros and to share that with the boys that, that are here. You know, it was a great conversation for us all. 
Yeah, I was about to say, what were those phone calls like back home? The scenes were just insane all across the country. Yeah, no, it's great. You know, my family are all big, um, big soccer fans. So, um, you know, my brother was doing lots. My dad was doing lots. You know, all the family get together and stuff. Um, you know, and plenty, plenty of pals back home that were um, a couple of them actually got to go see the semi-final and the final. So, you know, it's it's great. Um, you know, a little bit of me wished I could have been home to experience that, but you know, it's a sacrifice you have to do to have a good experience out here. Oh boy. Um, last bit for you before we let you go. Um, I always like to ask this question to whether it's a senior or a grad student playing, you know, their, their final season. Um, what is the legacy that you'd like to leave behind with this, you know, whether it's yourself, you're playing the field or just what you left for this group after you take, you know, leave the field for the final time. Yeah. Like you said, every, every group, every, every year has, has its own legacy. Um, and I think, you know, from the soccer program, you know, it, they each year leaves behind its own legacy. And I think, um, you know, I, I'd i like to go out on a high. Obviously, you'd love to go out on a high. And, it, you know, if I can leave behind a winning mentality, if our group can leave behind a winning mentality that always wants more, like winning the MAC isn't enough, going and going to the NCA and, and competing in that, that tournament, um, just striving to be the best that we can. Um, out of every situation, like with the COVID situation, trying we we were just striving to be the best we could in that situation. So, hopefully, that comes through this year and we can have a successful year. Absolutely, Cormac. Appreciate the time. Thanks for chatting with us, and look forward to seeing you and your group out in the field in not too long from now. No worries, my pleasure. Thanks, JJ. So that's going to do it for this episode of the Stag Sports Network Fall Sports Preview Show. Make sure to check out FairfieldStags.com to see the complete schedule, roster, streaming information, and much more for Fairfield men's soccer. Also, make sure to go check out their social media handles at, on Twitter at Stags Men's Soccer and Instagram, Fairfield Stags Men's Soccer. Fairfield Athletics, of course, is at Fairfield Athletics. Fairfield Stags on Twitter and Instagram and at Stag Sportsnet on Twitter as well. So thanks for listening. I'm JJ Duke signing off and we'll talk to you all real soon. Thank you for listening to the Stag Sports Network podcast. For past and future podcasts, visit fairfieldstags.com.